The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The disciples were on the way, going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus went ahead of them. They were amazed, and those who followed were afraid. Taking the twelve aside again, he began to tell them what was going to happen to him. Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and hand him over to the Gentiles who will mock him, spit upon him, scourge him, and put him to death. But after three days he will rise. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. He replied, What do you wish me to do for you? They answered him, Grant that in your glory we may sit one at your right and the other at your left. Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Can you drink the chalice that I drink, or be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? They said to him, We can. Jesus said to them, The chalice that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right or at my left is not mine to give, but is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they became, became indignant at James and John. Jesus summoned them and said to them, You know that those who are recognized as rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones make their authority over them felt. But it shall not be so among you. Rather, whoever wishes to be great among you will be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you will be the slave of all. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Gospel of the Lord. I am a sucker for a good summary. My attention span must be somewhat short, so I prefer that people share their stories succinctly and summarily rather than be long and laborious. By the way, being the opposite of me is what makes Father Daniel such a great confessor. He takes plenty of time to listen patiently to each penitent, while I'm usually rushing them through saying, Next! I have learned to come a little early for Mass to help hear the long line of confessions waiting for Father Daniel. I move them through like chickens being plucked in a processing plant. When someone gets emotional in confession, I want to repeat the words of, Saint J of Sergeant Joe Friday from the TV series Dragnet. Just the facts ma'am. In other words, get to the point, which, by the way, may be exactly how some people feel about my long homilies. Get to the point. I need to preach what I want other people to practice. Did you know that each of the four Gospels also has a good summary verse? 
or as they say in French, a précis. That is, there is one verse that includes all the salient points of the whole gospel message. For example, Luke chapter 2, verse 32, is the end of Simeon's prophecy as he holds the baby Jesus. And he says, A light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory for your people Israel. That is Jesus. This baby has come to save not only the chosen people, but the unchosen people. In sum, everybody. That's the point of Luke's gospel. In the 21 chapters of John's gospel can be summed up in one verse. In John chapter 12, verse 32. That is the end of the book of signs where Jesus declares... And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. In other words, Jesus' crucifixion, when he is lifted up on the cross, will be his glorification. His moment of apparent defeat, in fact, is the moment of his utter triumph. That is the fourth gospel in a nutshell. The first gospel of Matthew and his 28 chapters can be condensed into one verse. Matthew 16, verse 18. Jesus and his disciples are at Caesarea Philippi, and Peter proclaims that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus returns the compliment, saying, And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. Matthew's gospel is often called the gospel of the kingdom. And in Matthew 16, verse 18, we find Jesus establishing his kingdom and appointing his first prime minister, St. Peter. One verse summarizing the whole gospel. And that brings us to today's gospel. Of Mark, where I would argue we find a summary statement, one vital verse that encompasses all 16 chapters of the second gospel. We read in Mark chapter 10, verse 45, for the Son of Man, Jesus, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You will recall that the disciples had just been disputing about who was the greatest. And Jesus gives them just the facts about their faith. Leadership is for humble service, not for pomp and prestige. Mark would even preach what he wanted other people to practice by providing the shortest and most condensed of the four Gospels My friends, have you ever thought that there could be a Bible verse like the four I just mentioned that summarizes your whole life? Like these verses summarize Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Our Protestant brothers and sisters call this their life verse. Have you ever heard of that? A life verse. If you focus on just the New Testament, you will find 7,957 different verses to choose from. 
Personally, I have narrowed my options to possible life verses down to three. They are John chapter 3, verse 30, where the Baptist says, He must increase and I must decrease. I need to do that every day. Or Romans chapter 5, verse 20, where Paul humbly states, Where sin abounds, their grace abounds all the more. When I see sin in my own life abounding, it helps me to remember that grace too abounds and even more. Or Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, which reads, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. These verses touch my heart and inspire me to be a better Christian and sort of summarize my whole faith life. Yesterday, I had the funeral for Aaron McMahon, the grandson of David McMahon, who started Bell Point Distributing. My funeral homily revolved around a one-sentence summary of Aaron's short but meaningful 37-year life. I said he was a man who was all heart. That, he, that is, he put his whole heart into everything he did and lived more meaningfully those 37 years than many people who live to be 100. What would the one-sentence summary of your life be? Perhaps a Bible verse can help you capture the core of your character and your Christianity. Or you can leave it up to me to find for your funeral homily. Praised be Jesus Christ.